Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up, what up? Welcome to Kicks. Joining me today is my brother from Queens, skateboarder Moose Abrams. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Man, I'm living, man, so I really can't complain, man. So um, can you talk about, like, what life was like for you growing up in Queens? Growing up in Queens, man, it was a mission sometimes because, like, you were all right from the city. So, like, sometimes on the way to the city, you, ha you have problems, but you just want to hop in your board and just go skate. But sometimes you got to do other things before you even got to skate, especially, like, when you're young, like everyone has like different mentalities. Everyone want to do different things. Like, and then as you get old, you start to mature to figure out like, yo, this is what I, what, when I, what, 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 what I was doing when I was younger doesn't really, didn't really make sense. So it's just, that is like survival. Cause like most of my friends is like, it was in the hood doing the hood stuff. And then I was like, oh nah, I'm not really trying to be a part of that. So skateboarding was like the escape for me to like not do anything. So I could just escape all of that and figure out my own way. Cause I knew like, that's not the shit I'm supposed to be doing. So if it wasn't for skateboarding, like where do you think your life would be at right now? I'd be wilding. <laughs> I already know that. I'd probably be doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Cause that's what most of my friends are doing. So I mean, but I still like tapping with them and making sure they good and everything like that. So like usually in black families, people like usually push us towards like basketball and football. Was it like that for you? No, actually, I used to play table tennis because my dad is from the Caribbean, so he's like a, like a like a table tennis coach. So I, I I used to do that from like when I was like nine all the way up until like I was actually probably like eight until I was like fourteen. So then after that, my friend had a skateboard. He was like, "Yo, bro, let's try this." And then when I hopped on, like he basically was just like I, I was super scared at first, and then I was with my brother. He was like, "Yo, don't do that. Like that's a white boy thing. You're gonna break your neck." And I was like, "What?" Like. How could this be a white boy thing? You feel me? So I'm just like, nah, ever since then, like I met other people who skated and that was that. Like I fell in love. I got the skate bug. Did the hand-eye coordination and table tennis like prepare you for um skateboarding in a way? Yeah. Now I'm starting to skate. Like now since I'm getting better at skating, understanding like little like more things all the time. I'm like, yeah, definitely helped me with balance and stuff like that. Because you always on your like the ball of your foot, and that's basically like what you mm -hmm. use to skate. So I was like, damn, like, this is dope. Like, it actually kind of helped me out. Was it, like, the rebellion aspect of skateboarding like, that kind of, like, drew you in the most to the culture? Yeah, I think so. I feel like for the most part, I didn't really have a lot of friends, especially during school and stuff like that, because I didn't like school. 
So I was just like, oh, like, I don't have to, like, skateboard. You don't have to depend on nobody. Like, it's just you and your board, and that's that. Like, you don't need no one to go skate. You just have yourself and your board and just vibes. That's really it. And then when you meet friends, you have – you. it's like you make a team, but you're still by yourself. Like, you're just with your friends chilling. Like, each they cheer you on, and you cheer them on. That's really it. Who were you, like, rebelling against? Was it, like, the system or, you know, just everyday life? I feel like I was just rebelling just like everyday life because like, I just knew like I was not built to be like normal. I don't know. It's just something in me that I just like knew. I, that, like, yeah. Like I'm just not like, I'm not down to do like basketball, football, or just be on the block. Like I know there was something bigger out there for me to do. So I guess skateboarding that that's what brought it to me. Like it was just something and different. When you were like growing up and when you first discovered, you know, skate culture, can you talk about like, what was that life like? in New York like back then? Oh, when I first started, it was crazy. Like right now, I feel like a lot of people sensitive because back then you used to get tortured. Like my, my OG who's skate back in the day, his name is Rob Campbell. He used to tell me stories back then in his time. So it basically was just like, if like people didn't know you, they would steal your whole board. And like, if you went to Brooklyn Banks, they would snap your board, steal your board. Like if, you, if they didn't know you or if they didn't respect you. So like skateboarding, even though like you still like free to do whatever you want, like, in some way, you still have to earn your respect if you wanted to be respected in skating. Like, if you wanted the OGs to respect you, if, they, if you wanted them to put respect on your name, you had to go out there and go bust your ass and actually go try. You just can't just sit around and just do nothing. Like, you have to actually go out and go do something. Do they still, like, um, steal your boards and stuff now? Because I feel if they do that today, it'll be, like, a whole big scandal because seeing as how, like, society is kind of basically soft these days. If you get your shit stolen, you get your shit stolen. Feel me? That just means you was lacking. You should have kept your eyes on your prize. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have your shit laying around. But usually, yeah, few people's boards still get stolen. Like my board, my homie's board got stolen like two weeks ago, and that's just because like he was like he left his board in the skate park. He went to the car, came back, no board. It's just like that. And like he's like another upcoming skater too. So probably they just want to take your shit. You know, he like, oh yeah, he got another one. So it doesn't really matter. What type of growth have you seen in the skate community in the city? you know, going back to say like the late nineties to like now. The growth that I have seen is big now because back then it wasn't a lot of girl skaters. Right now, the girl skater boys is taking over the game. And I love that because like now it really feels like everything is coming all together. Like now it makes sense. not just, oh, a boy thing. Now girls is doing it. And some of the girls are better than the guys. And they putting in more work than the actual guys. So like now that's, that's the only change that I really see is that people just, that the females are just killing it right now. Who are some skateboarders that you kind of like looked up to? Like, I'm asking, like, who's like the MJ of skateboarding in your book? The MJ of skateboarding in my book? Uh, man, yeah. there's a lot. I can give you like five. I got it, yeah. I can give you five. Um, the OG from my hood named Rob Campbell, um, Tyshawn Jones, I Shot Wear, the homie Frankie Spears, one more, one more, and Jake Johnson. Did you take like anything from those guys and kind of like apply it to your own style? Yeah, I take a, I try to take a little bit of everything, like like um like different tricks and stuff like that. Not really more so like dressing or anything like that. I just trying to do my own thing because like there's no point of copying someone else's swag. I just rather just copy just like do a little trick that I like doing. Being a skateboarder, like you're prone to like injuries and like falling down. Like what's like the worst injury that you ever had? I mean, I broke my wrist and my ankle before, so that's pretty on the same scale. Like, the only thing that sucks is that, like, when you break your ankle, you just can't walk. So that just makes you feel, like, mm -hmm. like super handicapped. You break your wrist, you can still skate. 
Can you talk about like the mental aspects, like when coming back from like an injury like that, do you feel like, oh, um, I hurt my ankle or I broke my leg, so I won't be able to skate again. Like, do you like go through those, do you jump through those men? Yeah, in the beginning I was like that, but then after that I was just like, nah, it's time for me to go harder. Just because you break something, you just can't give up, you know? That just means you have to just try harder. Like, try, you have to just get back to where you was at. And that kind of just pushed me because like when I, once I broke my ankle, then I was like, damn, all my friends are getting good. So then once I started getting better, that was like, damn, I got to catch up. It's a lot of catching up I got to do because now I got to try to catch up with these boys, with the homies so I can keep up with them. And then from there, it's just like, ah, until the, until whenever the next shit happens, you know, that, that's it. You just got to charge it to the game. As a black skateboarder, like what are some stigmas that you have to deal with? It's a white boy thing. You shouldn't be doing that. Black people don't skate. People in the hood is like, Oh, why are you even doing that? But most, for the most part, people in my neighborhood, they actually was hyped that I started skating because it was like, damn, we actually like need you to like do this, you know, so you can actually change the game. So for me growing up, it wasn't really too bad, but mostly I usually got was like the white boy thing. That's really it. So like the biggest part of being a skater is like being harassed by like security or police. Like what has your interactions been like with these um forces? That's like a daily thing, man. When you're trying to go outside and try to go film at a spot or something in the city, sometimes the security guard comes out and be like, if they even come out, like just last week I was running around like a financial district and the cops are chasing me and the homies because I went to go film this trick. And he was like, he'd even say like, usually they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna call the cops. He just, he just pointed at us and picked up the phone and called the cops. And I was like, all right, usually the cops in like New York, they take like, you still have a window before they come. So it'd be like, Let's say like it's 10, like you still got an extra like 30 to an hour before they actually come. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I got an hour to actually land my trick and get out of here. But this time, like the cops came like in 10 minutes. So I was like, damn, as soon as, soon as like my friend had the camera out and we, and he's like, oh, I bet it's time to go. Like I got my trick. And then as soon as like, no, nah, actually I didn't get my trick. I had to go back four times. That's another thing with skateboard. I'm about to touch up on you. So I, um, I went back and then after that, like 10 minutes later, the cops come and then he says on the like on the loud phone, like, you better run, you better run. Because if they catch you going straight to bookings, like they're not playing that shit. That happened to me last week, but I I have gotten arrested skateboarding though before. Skating in midtown when I was like 14. Wow, is that serious? Like you really go to jail for for skateboarding? Yeah. It's not yeah. Hurting yeah. When I was 14 and they arrested me, they really try to they try to violate. They was basically on some like if you was like 16, because that's when they could actually like do stuff to you. When I was 14, it was like, if you were 16, we would have definitely put you in records for this. Like, we would have, like, really try to, like, prostitute you to the fullest extent just for skating. And I was just like, for skating? He was like, yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. What's the actual charge? Because, like, you're not really breaking any laws when you're skateboarding. Oh, like, if you skateboarding and singing and stuff, like, you're destroying your property. So whatever that charge is. I forgot what it's actually wow. called that you say he's going to give me. Well, wow, that's crazy. Like, what's like the most time like you ever heard of somebody getting for um, skateboarding? Usually they just give you a ticket, honestly, unless like you do some crazy shit, like you hit the security guard or something like that. Then like that's when everything else changes. That's like a soul or whatever. But most of the time it should be a ticket or if they really want to violate it, just like take you to bookings and you get out the next day or whatever. Damn, that's crazy, man. So, like, you being arrested at 14, was that the worst experience that you, like, dealt with when it comes to security or police? Yeah, for sure. That was probably, like, the worst one because, I like, they, like, they were so extra with it for no reason. Like, like they drove on the sidewalk, literally grabbed me up, trying to put my board in the trunk and slammed me, and I was just like, what? 
like all this for skateboarding. That's when things kind of click. And then like while he's trying to rescue, I'm trying to open the trunk, like put my hand in the trunk and still grab my board out and try to run away. And then after that, I realized, yeah, it was over after that. Once the trunk slammed, I knew there was no going or like no getting away after that. Man, you lucky that they just arrested you. If it was like today, they might have done something worse. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I know. That shit sucks. That shit just sucks. I just You just got to count your blessings nowadays being black doing anything because at any moment, you don't know what could happen. They, they think cell phones are guns. They think brushes are guns. Like, shit crazy. Like, they will never try to switch positions. As a black skateboarder, like, do you, like, go out with that extra, you know, sense of urgency? You know, I have to watch my back or I have to, you know, be extra careful because of what can potentially happen or what they might think is a gun or, or Hell yeah, what for they sure. think is a weapon? Yeah, for sure. I do that. I'm always, you always, always got to stay on your toes, man, regardless of anything, skateboarding or not, stay on your toes because you're black. Skateboarding got to do nothing with this. They don't care about the skateboard. They care about the color of your skin. Feel me? So mm-hmm. skateboarding just a little bit, it adds to a little bit more. Actually, skateboarding actually kind of brings it down a little bit less because in the fact they look at you, oh, yeah, you're doing a white boy thing. So most of the cops are white. So they kind of respect it a little bit to a point. But then other than that, you're still black. So I feel like that just overpowers, overpowers everything. So do you feel that white skateboarders, you know, or skateboarders of other races, you know, they have an easier time when it comes to like dealing with security or police? No, I feel like on that level, it's, it's somewhat, somewhat equal because I have like homies that were Asian, who, like who went through it with security. That's just like, that's just that. That's just that security and skateboarder. That's like friggin' it's like your arch nemesis. It's like a superhero and his arch nemesis. That's basically how it is. Mm-hmm. They always trying to stop you and you just got to keep mm-hmm. figuring out a way around it. How long does it take you to like get the perfect shot, knowing that you have to deal with security and um all and all these other forces? I just recently filmed like a trick into the courthouse, and basically I had to go back. I had to go back, I think four times, and each time I went there was two to three hours. So it's just like just because you see it and it looks nice doesn't mean like people not busting a ass, you know. So it's like it all depends. Like sometimes, like some days you have a good day and that shit might take thirty minutes. And then some days you do it for three hours, four hours, busting your ass. So it's just like, it all depends on the day and how you're feeling, to be honest. It's never just like, oh, you're a pro. So like, it's going to be super easy for you. Like certain things going to be easy, but if you really out there skateboarding, it's all about like pushing your limits every single time you hop on the board and having fun. So that at least that's, that's what I try to do. I seen this video on Insta. I wasn't sure if the skateboarder, if he was trying to make a political statement or, or just being a dick, but, um, but he basically cleared the hood of the cop car with his board. Like, would you ever kind of do something like that just to kind of like stick it to the man, so to say? Yeah, I mean, I don't care about that shit. Like, I'll do it if, if I was in a mood to do it, but that's not something like I'm really into. And I'll probably would do it not even like thinking about sticking it to the man. I'll probably just, would just do it just because that shit look fun. You feel me? It's just not even on mm-hmm. some stick it to the man shit. So sports in general can like bring people together. Can you talk about like the importance of skating when it comes to, you know, help solving racial issues that we have? Uh, basically, when I first started skating, my friend was um my son Jeremy. He's Filipino. That was like, and that's still my best friend up to this day. And we knew each other since he was thirteen. And basically, like, for me meeting him, I met a whole bunch of other kids that skated too, and they was like all different races. But we never looked at each other as in like, oh. 
you're white, you're Asian, you're this. You feel me? We just looked at each other as, yo, we all skateboarders, we're a family now. So now whatever he goes through, now we all going through it. You know, so that's kind of what it was. It was more of like a family than anything, especially like most skaters and stuff. They kind of have to escape from their house. They don't want to be home. They got family issues. They got problems in their neighborhood or whatever. So it's all about the escape. So if you figure out, oh, all these other kids have the same escape as me, so we could all escape together and just go have fun, you know, and then deal with the bullshit when we come back home. So that's like, that's how it was for me. It kind of seems like you skated all over the city. Like, what are some of yeah. the skating... Um this um the skating hot spots in new york uh, skating hot spots right now uh you can go to Elliott skate park Tompkins square that's very legendary all the og skated at back in the day if brooklyn banks was open that would be one of them courthouse is another one tf west and that's pretty much wow. it and oh yeah this other like like fun little spot that we skate called curbs so how about Washington Square? Do people still um skate there? Yeah, I go there. I go there a lot. But now it's crazy now because like now they have like this um facial recognize like face monitor or whatever that recognize people's face and if it's just too much now. They just was extra because during the whole quarantine they was having a lot of like crazy ass parties and shit. I was there for like most of it. It was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it was like 500 people in the park and it's just like craziness going on. Mad fights breaking out. I seen someone get sliced up like on their on their back. Oh, because like he was walking and bumped into some guy and some guy was drunk, you know, and they and he was with his friends, so they I guess they just wanted to prove a point and they stomped him out, backed out of blade and started tweaking. So what was skating like during the pandemic? Was it easier since nobody was um outside? It was easier because like mm-hmm. security guards, they was more like scared to come out. They didn't want to have the interaction. So they would either try to kick you out from the window or just like they just didn't care. Like honestly, it was like a free fall. It literally felt like a video game because the whole like city was like abandoned. You could skate all the spots that you get kicked out in like five, 10 minutes. Now you're there for like 30, 40 minutes, an hour. And you're just like, well, this shit feel unbelievable. Like now you're super hyped. So now everyone got a chance to like get a lot of footage. What was like some of your favorite places to skate during the um, pandemic? I kind of was, honestly, I'm just kind of keeping it local just for like my parents' safety because my dad has diabetes and my mom has high blood pressure. So I was just trying to keep it super local and like tight knit so I wouldn't have to like put them at risk because, you know, you got to, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even though there's a pandemic going on, you still got family and shit that you got to worry about. And if you love them, you still got to respect it because you don't really, at the end of the day, you don't know what, what could happen, you know? So I had to really be respectful of that. That and also my mom would definitely not let me in the crib if I was wilding. So some days I'll sneak out, go to the city mm-hmm. and, and I'll skate like Midtown or just like do my like my usual places that I go to, LES, Tompkins, stuff like that. Did any of your homies like skate around Times Square or in front of Madison Square? Because I know those areas are um, pretty popular. Yeah. Well, like, like during the pandemic or just in general? Yeah. No, um, during the pandemic. Yeah, I had a couple of homies that was doing that. Like, that was kind of like the best time because like before like Madison Square Garden had like this famous spot. So I guess like a lot of skaters mm-hmm. was going there to go skate that because like the security guard wasn't coming out that much. And Times Square was pretty much like kind of empty and there's another spot there too. So it's like two famous spots. So like now you really have the time to actually skate it. Currently, do you skate through LES in the um, East Village? Because I know just because the way the streets are set up, you can get some good grinds going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skate through there all the time. I go there almost every day. I don't. I barely stay in Queens. I'm always in the city, cause that's like where everything is at. Kind of like 
you see all the pro skateboarders, you see all your homies, like mostly every person that skates, they probably leave their borough to go to the city and just like skate at LES. That's like the most famous park in New York. I see a lot of people up in Williamsburg skating. Have you ever um, been up in that area? Yeah, I'd be in that area too. Usually like if I don't feel like going to the city sometimes, not really Williamsburg, I don't know what it's called. Like, dang, I don't even know that area what it's called. But yeah, I'd be in Brooklyn too, though, for the most part. I skate this um, park called Blue Park, also known as Martinez Playground. Like, that's another spot. Can you talk about, like, some of your dream places to skate, whether if it's in New York or beyond? Oh, I want to go to, mm, this is a good one. I want to go to, I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Spain and skate Machba. Um, Where else I want to go? I want to go to Australia. Honestly, I want to go anywhere besides here because I'm tired of it. So I just, I just want to be able to experience everything. You know, life's too short. I just want to be able to experience every, everything and anything, you know. Just have fun and enjoy your youth while you got it because you never know how, how shit could go. Just have fun and enjoy the ride. Paris would be kind of dope, like skating underneath the Eiffel Tower, getting some good shots in. Yeah. I think that would be a good look. Like Paris or even like a city like Tokyo. Yeah, like that would be fire too. So now like Soho, like the whole downtown area was like, is really bursting with culture. You know, like lots of artists, musicians, even skaters, they all hang around that area. Can you talk about like the importance of that area as it relates to creativity and, and you know, kind of forming a community of creatives? I don't know, man. Just walking around Soho, you just get inspired because you see a lot of the stores that like you usually won't be able to see. Like you see Alexander Wayne, you get to get a little bit of that. Hold on, give me a sec. My bad, home is calling me to go skate probably. But yeah, um, yeah. So Soho basically, you just around a whole bunch of different things, so it kind of just rubs off. So that's kind of where people get like their style from. You see, like. I don't know, you just see famous people all the time. So that kind of just rubs off on everything. You know, the the mom and pop shops, they're still a core of um, skate culture and whether they're in Soho or in Brooklyn, like they haven't completely died out like they have on the sneaker end of things. Like you talking about the importance of, you know, the mom and pop shops and skate culture. The mom and pop shops, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like in sneaker culture, like all the mom and pop shops, they're basically dying because of yeah. because of you know, because of like online raffles and you know all the chain stores. So um, can you talk about like how it's still important in um, skate culture? Also, basically like supporting your local skate shop type thing. Yeah. Oh, so that's very important because like if you love skateboarding, you always want to do it forever. So you want to open up like your own store and just like continue it. But like now, since like online ordering and stuff like that is, it kind of fucks up everything because I work at a skate shop. So basically, like some brands, they would send it to the skate shop first just so they could sell it. And and like they would have the first dibs on everything. And then later on, like throughout the year, then they would like drop it so that people online could get it. So basically, like you go to the skate shop, they will get it first, all the new stuff. And then after that, then they will drop it online just so that the skate shops could get all the more attention first. So they would do some brands would do that. But it's just important because, like, you want to support your other, like, family members, you know, you want to keep them open. And they, they're, like, the main point of, like, they're, like, the base point of the skateboarding culture, the skate shops. Because if you got to support them and then a little later on in life, if they sponsor you and stuff like that, then, like, they give you other little opportunities to get free stuff. Or if they toss contests, 
then that brings the whole community together, you know? So skate shop is really important to the community as a whole. You know, what kind of sets the trends of what skaters are wearing these days? What sets the trends? We set the trends. We set the trends for everything, I feel like. Like, I don't even know. Like, we just talk, we like, for us, it's just like, oh, we just put it on clothes, you know? And then someone who'd never seen, like, never seen the swag before, they just want to just be like, oh, that's different. Because nowadays, everyone just try to dress the same. But like skateboarders kind of think outside the box. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think it's just because we just creative people because like you go out there doing creative things. So that just opens your mind to different things. And what are like some of your favorite street um, streetwear brands to rock? Honestly, like I don't really like I wear a lot of street brands, but it's mostly like my homie stuff. You know, like I don't I'm tired of like trying to support these big companies because they ain't supporting me. But I rather just support my homie shit. So if I had to, as my son out there, Vivid. Um, he makes like uh, trucker hats, t-shirts, stuff like that. My other son, he makes sneakers. Uh, the Adventure of Grim, the shit fire. Um, what else? What else? Other than that, you probably just see me wearing because I have a clothing sponsor, Christy. So, other than that, I'm probably just wearing their stuff, and their stuff is basically like, like basically like some streetwear shit too. So I fuck with that. It isn't like it just like they think outside the box. It's just not the normal stuff. You know, it's not like, oh, like I'm wearing this white tee, blue jeans and, and white kicks and call it a day type of thing. So what type of um, sneakers are you wearing these days? Like what's in your um, rotation? If I'm skating, then like I'm only wearing Converse because like uh, I get like hooked up from them. So I'm only wearing that. But if I'm not skating, I'm probably wearing some Air Force Ones and some Tims, some some Air Max. I keep it really OG. I don't know why. I just something about the OG back in the day look. It's, I just like that. You know, like you don't got to wear nothing fancy. Keep everything simple and still look nice. But like me personally, I like Supreme. Like you talking about like the influence Supreme has had on, on streetwear and um, skateboard culture over the last, you know, 15 years or so. The influence it had, damn, they changed the game. They really changed the whole game. Because like these are the skateboarding kids, like from Supreme and everything like that. Those are the people mm -hmm. who they didn't give a damn about nothing. Like it was out like before, before Supreme was even like Supreme up to this day, it was actually just like a regular skate shop. And then from there, they made a T-shirt. And then after that, since they were around the city wearing it, moving it everywhere, everyone's seen it. So it's like, as like if you give your product to a skateboarder, you get basically getting free marketing every single time because you know he's going to be outside wearing your stuff. So everyone's going to see it. So it's kind of just spread the word by itself. But it influenced a lot of things because now it gave other kids the opportunity or to think that or to build the opportunity like, oh, like they started off this small. So if Supreme could do it, then now I could do it, you know? Cause these were kids who had no college, none of that. It was just kids who was just skiing and just having fun, and they turned that into and they they turned that into Supreme. Basically, they didn't care about no customers. They didn't do none of that. They were still just having fun. Like I remember, um, it was telling me stories. Like they used to shut like in the middle of the day. They used to shut down the store in the middle of the day to kick out the customers. Like yeah, we closing up. We we about to go skate. So they really didn't care about none of that. So that's just basically what it is. It's just Supreme and Supreme how. Like, do you think like Supreme is getting like kind of watered down now because you see them breaking into areas, you know, with their high-end fashion collabs or like Dior and Louis Vuitton? Personally, I fuck with that because they, they like they setting, like they, they basically the first people to do it. So you actually creating something. So now since Supreme is doing it, so then maybe that brand might want to hook up, like, like give, give us another skater a chance or something, you know? 
So you basically building other opportunities for other people, other skaters, and especially mm-hmm. if you want to skate, if you think you're gonna make money off of skateboarding and try to be like the next Tony Hawk or like the next any type of um, famous skateboarder out there, you, you you wrong. There's no money in this shit. So you got to be doing this shit yeah. for the love. You got to you got to be doing it because you love it. You know, I know you said you skate in Converse, but like, would you ever skate in a pair of Dior ones? Because I see people just tearing those sneakers up, and they just be having me look crazy. Yeah, I don't care about none of that. It's if 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 I, if I could skate them, I'm skating them. I skate the Travis Scott dunks. I skate all that if, if I had the opportunity to. Like that shit don't mean nothing to me. It's just sneakers at the end of the day. Like I don't care about none of that. Like sneakers are meant to be worn. Sneakers are meant to be skated in. You know, along with Supreme, you know, um, Nike and their SB Dunk lines, they had some important collabs, you know, with Jeff Staple, um, the Roswell Ray online. Can you talk about these collabs and how it shaped skateboard culture along with Supreme? Um, basically, like all those collabs, they just bring more attention to skateboarding. But like, since I work in a skate shop again, like when they come in, like most people, like they don't even be skating. So it's just like, all right, dope, like, you're going to buy our shoe, wear the shoe, but you're not even going to skate in it. So, like, sometimes I get mad, but then I understand that, like, you just don't have the same mindset that I would. Like, if it was if it was given to me, I'm skating it. But since you don't skate, you're not obligated to go skating it. You just want to look fresh and clean. But it just brings more attention and bring money into skateboarding. So that's what I like about it. Um, do you think the cultural marriage of sneakers and, and skating, you know, had a positive effect on both cultures? Yeah, for sure. Because now you see like people like ASAP Rocky, Travis Scott wearing skate shoes. And then like, and then you even see them trying to go skate. So then that, so now you see them trying to go skate. Now that influenced other kids to try to go skate. So it, it, it does it both. Like you, they make it bigger and they make it like, and they bring in money into it. So that's, I'm, I'm never really mad when I see them wearing skate stuff. Cause at the end of the day, I know that's going to get more little kids to get hyped to go skate. And that, and then those kids are going to go buy skate product. And then that skate product is eventually going to bless everybody who's skating. So it works. It works out on both ends. You know, before we go, we have to talk about, you know, skating being a part of the Olympics for the first time. Um, Can you talk about like the sense of pride that you had when you first heard the news? And what do you think the reception has been about um, skateboarding since it's been featured in the Olympics? Honestly, since skateboarding in the Olympics, I feel like nothing hasn't really changed yet, but I feel like in the future, it's going to give a lot more skateboarders a lot more opportunity and a lot more money now. Now, because now other brands are going to be like, oh, we need a skater now so we could have him to go skate these Olympics or we could have him on this type of program because that's going to give us this marketing because that's what skateboarding is doing. Skateboarding is going to change the world, trust me. But my personal opinion on it, I think it's cool. I feel like I don't know. I feel like on certain ways, I feel like it's just more of like a lifestyle. But then I, then again, if you ask me like, oh, skate the Olympics, I'm skating that because you don't know. Feel me, it's an opportunity at the end of the day. Like you was really in the Olympics. So it's just like I'm stuck in between like, ah, this is sick. But ah, it, I really don't care. So I'm really just stuck in the middle. Do you feel that um, that skateboarding is now going to be accepted by the masses now, now that it's a sanctioned Olympic sport? Yeah, I feel like now everyone's going to try to hop on the wave even more because not everyone is going to want to try to be an Olympic athlete until they realize you really got to bust your ass and really eat shit. So until then, that that might stop a few people, but you have to really be de- determined to do this, you know? 
that's what skateboarding builds. It brings character. Like it really makes you like have to, it makes you want to want more. You know, you always want to better yourself and be determined and, and just stay down, you know? You know, kind of looking like 15 years down the line or even 20, do you think that um, that skateboarding can be on par with, you know, other popular Olympic sports like um, like soccer or um, or basketball? I feel like we kind of always been on that, but it's just that we never had the recognition until now, you know? That's that's basically I feel like we always was on that because now I'm starting to see everyone has a skateboard. Even even soccer players are skating and even basketball players are skating. So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we've always been on that level, but we never had the respect. I think the Olympics, the the Olympics, the Olympics, that's what's bringing the, that's what's going to bring the respect now. Before they knew like we are skateboarders, but now we just, they just didn't respect us. But now they're going to respect us because now they're going to look at us. Oh yeah, we're in the Olympics, so it's official. So kind of looking into the future, where do you see the intersection of, you know, skate culture, you know, the Olympics and sneaker culture kind of going into the future? Things are changing so fast nowadays, not like back in the day when shit was stagnant. You feel me? Where like they just was like, oh, we stuck in our mindset. Now things are starting to change. So I feel like at one point, everything everything's gonna make sense later on. That's the only thing I know. I just know everything's gonna make sense. We're gonna get our respect, and everyone's gonna get what they want. Skateboard's gonna get paid more. We're gonna have fun. That's that. Before we go, we have to play start bench cut. All right, and you just pick. I'll give you three things, and you tell me start bench cut, and we'll start with skateboard brands. So we have Thrasher, Supreme, or Anti-Social Club. Start, Thrasher, Bench, Supreme, and I'm cutting out Anti-Social because I never, I never even, I know, I know they make clothes, but I never seen no skating, so they, they getting, they getting, they getting up out of it. They getting up out of it. <laughs> All right. So how about on the um, sneaker end? I don't want to mess up your check, so I'm not gonna um, talk about what you told me. But how about um, we have Vans? SB Dunks or um, DC sneakers? DCs. Um, first, we, yeah, we definitely gonna start off with the Nike, we, and we're gonna bench the Vans, and then we're gonna have to cut the DCs out. But DC is making a come up right now, though. They bring back all the old shoes from back in the day. So, yeah, but I'm still gonna cut them though. My fault. You know, Vans too. Like I recently just started rocking them. It's one of the most comfortable shoes. Yeah, because they have they have this new like technology in them. Like they always upgrading their soul technology. I want to thank you for joining me today. Like you're a real inspiration for black skateboarders in New thank York you, bro. and beyond. And I'm looking forward to um seeing you skate in the near future. Like, do you have any yes. upcoming projects that you're working on? Uh, yeah, right now I'm kind of working on like this welcome to video for my clothing, um, for the clothing company I found for, for, for Christy NYC. And I'll also, um, uh, I'm working on a video for the skateboard company I'm sponsored by called Picture Show Studios. So that's the only things I'm really working on two projects. And then other than that, my homies film too, and they make projects. So I'm also trying to get in, in on those. So I'm just, just filming, man, and having fun with the homies. All right, man. Thank you again. All right. Have a good one.